Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Uh, and today is a great day <laughs> to be a small business owner. <laughs> that it is. Especially when you have an amazing partner who covers your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. I've always loved teamwork. Teamwork makes so. the dream yep. work. But uh, it's been a good day, a uh, good week. You guys had the anniversary weekend. We did. Our our mini weekend away but local, which was awesome. Yep. And took you us, found out. It took you... us a day and a half to relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but once we, once we got in the swing of things, I feel like we were pretty good at it. Yep. It just took a few days to unwind. And when you're only gone for three days, that's half your trip. There you go. And today we have a first. We do. We have a very, 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 very special guest joining us all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia, Miss Janice Porter. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Trinity and Mike. This is special because I'm the first, right? You are. You're our first guest that we're doing virtually, and it's super cool. One, I'm like, wow, we can see ourselves on the screen. <laughs> we look so good, bad. don't we? Gosh, we're, we're just a good-looking podcast stunning, team. Yeah. Stunning <laughs> team. And then we get to see your gorgeous face. So this is a lot of fun and, um, you know, just trying something a little new getting some guests from around the globe and you're our first you're our first international guest yes. too Ooh, that's cool and, too yeah and first zoom guest but the best thing about janice she's a grandmother oh, oh my god my heart yep. my heart yes uh, we talk about that when you and i chat there's always a conversation about grandparenting so how did how you two, how did you two meet we met i was in i believe it was it was in a Facebook group. I think it was Haley's, but I'm not sure. And there's no, a, actually, that's not how we met, Mike. Well, and I'm sorry. To, yep, let me back up because oh, I got to get. Okay. I, I got to get to Michelle because I'm oh, in a Facebook okay. group, and Michelle Abraham, who will be a guest uh, later on this month, said, "Hey, do I have any podcasters out there?" I'm like, "Yeah, uh -huh. I podcast." And she invited me to the the networking group she's in because they were having a, a meeting about podcasting. Janice is a podcaster. There's a couple other people. And that's how Janice and I met was through a Facebook group. I answered a, a reply from somebody I've never met, didn't know anything about it. I'm like, sure, why not? And now not only have I met Janice in her networking group, but another international networking group called Grand Connection. With Susan and Carolyn in the crowd. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that just opened a whole other world of people for you, didn't it? Oh, my Brit, my Vancouver friends, I, yeah. I brag about you guys to my other networking groups here. It's like, look, if you can take a nap and stay up till 10 p.m. Eastern for their 7 o'clock local time uh -huh. meetings, it's worth it. <laughs> so, and I, and I still have to come and visit your networking group, which I we have to talk about because I, um, it's the other extreme. If you... If you uh, have your group at nine in the morning, forget it. I'm not coming because it's six in the morning for me. But if it's at noon, then I can handle it. Dude, so, well, yeah. ours is at noon. So we'll, we'll let you have a cup of coffee home. and some scrambled eggs. Yes. Exactly. Or so, what is a traditional Canadian breakfast? Anything? <laughs> I don't know. I have a I have a shake, so I don't know. <laughs> um, probably the same as Americans, okay. but again, depending if you're West Coast or East Coast, True. right? Canadian True. bacon, right? Da -dum -bum. That, yes, yeah. yes. So back to this whole you being from BC. So back in the day, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, 
um, when I was on a tear of making sure that I got out of the country at least once a year. And I still try to do that, even though sometimes I have to skip a year, but most times I'm able to get out of the country. I did a trip through the Pacific Northwest. Nice. And rented a Prius, because of course, I felt like you had to be globally conscious at this oh, time. Geez. And we went to Vancouver, which was the best decision we ever made because we met a bartender who was like a wealth of knowledge. He knew everything about, I mean, well, one, it was embarrassing because as Americans, he knew more about <laughs> our political climate and everything going on in our politics than I ever did. So he schooled me on that. But he told me that I needed to book this ferry that was leaving the next day and head over to this little island called Victoria. Well, Vancouver Island, Victoria is this, the main city and also the capital city of British Columbia. Yes. And it was, that was my favorite trip. And I think that it's the most beautiful country. I mean, it's okay. almost like you are stepping back in time. Because cool. of the foliage wow. and just the the trees and the climate. And it's just, oh, it's amazing. How long well, have you lived there? Most of my life okay. since, I, since I was a child. Um, I, I liken it. I like to tell people, especially East Coast people, that um, we're very much like San Francisco, Seattle. We're on the water, but we have the mountains as well. And it's a very... Now, when you said about the Prius, well, that would fit so well in here because they're very climate <laughs> conscious and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of tree huggers in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, lots of hiking, lots of sailing, lots of skiing, all of that. None of which I do anymore, but um, but walking, hiking, I do, and it's beautiful, you know. But we get a lot of rain too, so you know. Yeah. But we don't get hurricanes, and we don't get all of those nasty things that happen although who knows the weather's changed so much the whole world is you know yes. changed but um but anyway thank you for that because yeah we we're pretty proud of our beautiful area and i think you said 10 years ago or so is that what yeah, you said it was probably more like 15 yeah because 10 it's years ago we had the olympics right and that really put us on the map with um a lot of people yeah, we just wanted to make sure that we hit all of the most amazing spots. And um, we did a bunch of wineries and tried to eat at all these little local restaurants. And it was just awesome. And I've always said that if I could move anywhere, that's where I would move. Because wow. the even with the rain, the climate's so temperate with the mountains and everything that I was like, you really have nice weather all year long, minus yeah. the rain. And well, the, mm -hmm. the first couple of times, uh, Janice and I did one to one, and some other people up that way had standard questions. Oh, so, you know, kind of how's the weather today? And like, oh, it's kind of warm. It's like twenty eight Celsius. I'm like, all right, do the oh, math. math. So <laughs> it's, it's usually times three, and you get close, right? Double and add thirty two. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, okay. But yes, yeah, so, so we're yeah. laughing. Anyway, I know it's crazy, right? Yep. But other than that, we're very much, you know, we put our pants on the same way and we, we uh, eat the same kind of food that you guys eat. We're not really different to, to Americans all that much in lots of ways, especially like, again, I say the West Coast, we're very California um, influenced and perhaps 
uh, in Toronto, Montreal, they're, they're different. They're more East coast influenced, mm-hmm. you know, so they move faster there. The weather's colder in the winter and they're very much more about like you ask somebody in Toronto, would they rather have more days off or more money from their job? They would say the money in Vancouver. They say the days off. It's a different lifestyle. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good really good way of, of, yeah. of summarizing it. Yeah. At your core, Janice, we're going to get into all your different roles, but at your core, you are a relationship builder. Mm-hmm. Where did, that, connector, where right. did that come from? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think I've always been that person because I have friends that I've known since high school. This just to give you an example, who, by the way, I think it's really special to still have friends from high school when you're as old as I am. And I do have my really, really close friends um, from forever because you can be so comfortable with them um, are from high school. And we had a couple of reunions over the last few years. And the girls, my friends, always say to me, they always say, ask Janice, she'll remember like I'm a people person. I always remember the people's names or where I met them or who they, you know, who they are. Sometimes to the point of it being embarrassing because I've run into this happened to me actually last year. I was playing bridge at a local that's when we could play in person, right? I was playing cards and we were playing bridge and this couple sat down to play against my husband and I and I knew exactly who this guy was because I went to junior high school with him. Oh, but I didn't wow. want to say that because it's embarrassing, right? Because they, especially a guy, he wouldn't remember. Um, so I said, gee, I recognize your name. Were you, and I tried to pretend I didn't know who he was just to come to it that way. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but it was exactly who I thought it was. So I've always been that person. I think that's a really cool superpower. <laughs> Especially because I'm the exact opposite. I can't remember people's names if they hit me in the face. I'm, I can remember it. I can remember faces and stories, but remembering people's names is just absolutely terrible. It is a skill. Remembering their name yes. is a skill, and you can learn that skill and fine tune it. Um, I think, though, if I may, I, I'll just say that what I think helps is to be curious and have that innate sense of curiosity because then when you start to ask questions, it helps to internalize, right? Mm-hmm. Who that person is. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's why I give people nicknames. She does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> some you don't want, some they don't no. know they have. Let me say that. Yeah, so um, Mike has his notes here for me, which I appreciate. Thank you, Mike. Um, what exactly is a relationship marketing consultant? Well, what I do and what my version of it is, is that I teach small business owners and sales professionals and entrepreneurs how to build relationships to grow those into business, primarily now through LinkedIn, because that's my um, platform of choice for online networking. I do do um, hang out in Facebook as well, but I'm not big on the other um, platforms. One, because I... I don't know. They don't feel right for me. I still, I, I'm a bit of a voyeur on Instagram, but I don't really do much there. Mm-hmm. But um, because it's more about business, I focus on LinkedIn. I became a LinkedIn trainer once I really internalized the power of it and share with others how to use that platform to build relationships, take them offline and turn them into business. 
The second piece of what I do about relationship marketing is appreciate and um, uh, teach people how to nurture those relationships that they've made and turn those into referral business because nothing is better than having a business that runs by referrals, right? Instead of cold calling and, and strangers all the time. Preach, I mean, Cheryl, preach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You have met a kindred spirit in Trinity because she has yeah. massive list of thank you cards and have Father's Day gifts and Mother's Day gifts. And it, she, you're right. I've seen it with her. It matters. It does matter. And I'm sure you've got a lot of stories around that too, where one little thing can make a huge difference. And it can be something as small as um, sending an unexpected card or gift mm -hmm. And that's the, my favorite thing to do. If I have a prompting, I call it having a prompting um, that someone comes into my mind, they need to hear from me. I sometimes I'll pick up the phone. Sometimes I'll send a, mind you, people don't answer their phones mostly. So um, I send a card and uh, I have a new one though, that worked brilliantly today. I'd love to share it with you. Oh, please I do. May. So this, um, ex-client of mine who kind of disappeared for a while he came into my mind and I looked him up on on in, uh, LinkedIn and recently had seen that he made some changes into what he did and today he came into my mind so what I did is I got my phone I went to LinkedIn I noticed on LinkedIn that he was online actually at the time and I recorded a video message to him, which you can do in LinkedIn. Now you haven't been able to do it for very long. And he got, he got it right away. I see in my messaging on my, um, uh, desktop that he's replied already. And he says, you know, nice to hear from you. Here's my calendar. Let's book a time to talk next week. And by the way, what platform did you use for that video? It was awesome. Well, I didn't use any platform. I just used LinkedIn, but he doesn't know about that. Yeah. So it's great to, you know, share that with him. So that it works if you, if you take that un unexpected moment and just talk to, you know, do something. Um, that's my favorite thing to do. I got sidetracked with that story, but that's all right. No, I think that that's a great example of it doesn't necessarily need to be um, like a campaign, which I do a lot of campaigns for like Mother's Day flowers and Father's Day gifts and different things. But um, sometimes it's just nice to acknowledge somebody just because or paying attention. And um, I actually had a client that called me and I could tell that she was very choked up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Like, you I know, done. instantly you're thinking something's wrong. Right. She was like, I just got your anniversary card in the mail. And it's the and they had been married for a while. And she's like, it is the only anniversary card I've ever gotten. Ooh. And yeah. I was like, well, because people our age just don't like sending cards isn't, you know, my grandmother is still the queen of sending birthday cards, anniversary card. Like you get a card for every, I mean, I still get a card for Easter. Like she is the <laughs> epitome of the person that wants to keep in touch, but just doing something that, that is unexpected and that people, it, they really value it for mm -hmm. sure. So um, you're a realtor, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so the, I'm going to share a realtor story with you that 
maybe you've done, maybe you've heard this story before, but this was a friend of mine. She went to a Chamber of Commerce event. She lives in Michigan. And it was like a taste of Michigan or something. And so everybody had different booths around. And um, she was there as a, you know, walking around the different booths and talking to people. And there was this one guy that had like a restaurant booth and he was giving out free samples and so on. And she chatted with him. She didn't know him. She took his picture um, in the booth and she sent him this picture on a card because we use send out cards. It's easy to upload the photo. Mm -hmm. She had his business card. So she sent it to his address and how nice it was to meet him, et cetera. Two weeks later, she got a call from this guy and he said, that was really nice. Thank you so much for the card. He said, you're a realtor, right? And I'm sure she had her branding on the back of the card. And, and she said, yes. And he said, I wonder if we could meet. I'm looking to buy a house. Fine. So they met. She showed him some houses. He bought a house. Then that, to cut a long story short, that whole thing, that card turned into nine deals over the next two years because all his family members were coming mm -hmm. from different places and setting up homes there from a one unexpected card that's awesome it work it's the, it's, it's all the about effort yeah and yeah. it's just the effort it would be nice i mean who wouldn't want a hundred dollar gift but i've told this story a couple weeks ago the first time janice and i did a one-to-one -one, mm. i get a card in the mail and i open it up and i knew it's from janice because i could see the return address but i opened it up and the very first picture in there was a picture of me and oliver Oh, but it's that moment tugging that you, at those heartstrings. Exactly, but it's it's that moment that said, "Wow, she took some time." It would be one thing just to send me a card with no picture, but the fact that you took the time to go find that picture—I guess it was on Facebook somewhere that I had—and to download that, and then a picture of me and Becky. I just that effort took what 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it took. But just to send that, I still have that card. And when I, I just, you know, because it had Oliver in it, my grandson. But right, it was, it was the effort. Was, you know that's so the one thing I know. What? I was going to send this picture that was on your Facebook that looked really, really good picture of you and Trinity. And then I thought, no, I haven't met his wife yet. I'm not really sure who this <laughs> is. Anyway. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm her work husband, and she's my right. work wife. And yeah, yeah. Right. but it's it, it's like what Trinity says. It's just the effort. You know, you send a card, or and Trinity's big on handwritten notes, and I know a lot of people mm -hmm. are. Instead of a lot of people these days, I'll just send them an email congratulating them, or a text, or a text. Yeah, right? that's like a two and a half out of ten. But for a guy, we'll do that. Hey, dude, nice, uh, you know, happy anniversary or, you know, congrats on the wedding. And we're kind of used to that. But eh, from a business standpoint, so I, I agree with you two completely um, about <laughs> just the value of that. And people love getting stuff in the mail. Yes, Still. Yep. Because most of the time it's... 97% of the mail you get is either <laughs> advertising or bills. Right. So that leaves 3%. If you get a card in the mail, do you ever not open it? Nope. No, you always love open opening it. cards. If yeah. you get an email, <laughs> yeah. how many emails do you have on your phone? Oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you, 10,000. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I never open them. I just skim by them, you know, unless I have to. Um, but cards always get opened. And cards get saved. Especially with your grandson's picture oh, on it. Yes. Yeah. 
I used to give my mom a hard time because my mother-in-law, still to this day, I'll get a birthday card with a $20 check in it. I love and, it. And my, when my mom, we lost my mom a couple of years ago, and on my birthday, I'd always let her know, hey, my mother-in-law sent me 20 bucks. Where's your 20 bucks? <laughs> She's like, I, you've got enough for me. <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, that's funny. But I, I love that, the the relationship building, because, and we talked about this all the time on when we get on the subject of networking, everybody thinks, oh, I've got to go in there and I've got to sell 18 people tonight. And it's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. It's Trinity, we, Trinity collects people. And when we network, we collect stories of people to introduce them to other people. So that's what they talk about for 15 minutes. They hit it off and like, hey, we need to get together and I'm going to, I'm going to let you write my insurance policy or I need somebody to buy my house or, you know, sell a house for me. Yeah. But it's all about that. And I just, that's so much easier than selling to somebody. It's just getting to know them, I think. Well, it is. And you know that, you know, as cliche as it sounds, we do business with those we know, like, and trust, right? But we have to build that. It doesn't come just, you know. It doesn't. And for granted. You can't take it for granted. And it's something that is is cultivated over the years. And when I'm coaching either newer real estate agents or other business owners, I remind them that those relationships, what you're doing is building relational collateral and mm-hmm. it doesn't pay off right. If you if you go into it expecting that you're going to get something automatically in return, you're going to be very disappointed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you go into it thinking, man, I can really provide value to this person and this is a relationship that I want to invest in, it comes back to you in spades and in ways that you weren't really expecting because it might be somebody that introduces you to somebody awesome or it could be um, – because I was a recruiter previously, I still have people sending me their resumes and I connect them with other recruiters and just ways that you can help people that is just, it, like Mike said, it doesn't take a whole lot of time, um, but it's just being that little bit of extra thoughtfulness behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, Janice is a fellow podcaster. Her show is called Relationships Rule. We would like two or three good tips on how to build a relationship with somebody you might have met at a networking event, either online or in person? Well, again, I'm going to go back, first of all, to um, the curiosity piece. You need to be curious enough about people to ask questions. When you meet somebody, whether you meet them online, and if I'm talking online with LinkedIn, I need to do my homework and look at their profile before I write a note because otherwise it really shows that you didn't, right? You need to show that you've actually taken the time to look at their profile so that you can then say, you know, um, thanks for connecting. I see you went to uh, University of whatever, go Tigers or whatever, so that you've got something, whether it's as little as that, that you can connect with and show them that you've looked at their profile. If you meet someone in person, um, I can't remember what that's like anymore, but if... if, (laughs) Back in the old days. Yeah. If you meet someone in person, um, I do believe that, well, it's the same as my first conversation uh, off LinkedIn onto a Zoom call with somebody is, I want to make it about them. I want to know who you are, 
What's your business about? How can I best serve you? So as I'm asking them questions about their business or who they are, I'm thinking, how can I help them? And, and that to me, same as the, um, you know, the rest the law of reciprocity works in that way too, because if you make it about them, people love to talk about themselves and that the best story in the world is when they say at the end of the conversation, what a great conversation. I really oh, yeah. enjoyed talking to you. And, and you said nothing. They've done all the talking, right? So there's always going to be time to tell them what I'm doing or seeing how I can weave that into um, how I can best help them. So for me, it's, it's always leave a meeting by booking another meeting. So it's also about if I think there's some future there one way or the other, we want to continue the conversation. So, because it takes time to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also a, um, there is a knack to conversation. There is a knack to um Uh, being able to get people to talk, right? So you have to feel comfortable enough with that. You know, that was, it's funny because I was on a podcast the other day um, where I was the guest and I found it really uncomfortable because the person that was leading the conversation wasn't asking questions. Like she was struggling. Have her call us. I can help her with that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to help her, and I was kind of being careful not to overstep my bounds because I was the guest, right? So, yeah. Anyway, um, so, you know, always move things forward. If you do it online, the goal is to take the conversation offline to a face-to-face, either Zoom or in-person if that's possible, and build from there. And if it's in-person, for example, if it's at a – I call them the Brady Bunch group, you know, uh, a Zoom call uh, online networking. You're not going to do much there except get a sense of who people are and who you want to continue that conversation Mm -hmm. with. And it's up to you to follow up to make that happen. Yeah. If you're going out and going to all of these online networking events, but you're never actually um, scheduling one-to-ones or getting to know people, then you're really just spinning your wheels and wasting your time. And Um, it reminds me of a woman that I had met with and she was um, just really one of the nicest people that I've ever met and we still keep in contact. But she had a job that I would never wish on anyone. She rented storage space, like, you know, like how unglamorous. (laughs) (laughs) But people need it. But people need it. And and it's something though, there's a lot of money in it and it's something that, People need all the time and I'm just, you know, and like, okay, so make friends with a bunch of real estate agents and there you go when people need to yeah. move or people need to store their stuff. And But she had totally gone to literally like 50 or 60 different networking events over the course of three months and was just wow, just grinding it out, trying to build her, her business. And she was complaining that nothing had come of it. And I was like, well, what does your follow-up plan look like? Mm-hmm. And just crickets. <laughs> yeah. She was like, what? And I'm like, well, how many people have you followed up with? How many people have you sent a note? How many people have you met with one-on-one? And she was like, none. I just go and hand out my card. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, you wasted all. And I was like, go back. It's not too late pick up all those business cards and reach out to those people that you really wanted to connect with. And that's what that is going to, you know, that's going to grow your business 
not just it's showing sad, up and though, handing out a card. That's sad, though, isn't it, that she didn't really know how to network. And well, that's why people need us, right? Because <laughs> right. if that's everyone right. knew how to network, then they wouldn't need a relationship marketing consultant and two business yeah. coaches. <laughs> so one of the things I want to ask you, Janice, and when I go, speaking of curiosity, I've fallen into that category from as long as I can remember. I always go through people's bio and I look for the one thing that would be a great conversation opener because we'll get to business. That's going to happen. So I look for a connection and on your bio, it says Hall of Fame committee member for basketball BC. Mm. That stopped me right there. So I need to know more. I need to know more information on this. I think this is a cool gig. And that's, that's interesting that you did pick up on that because um, I just interviewed a fellow who um, is a speaker and, and uh, a relationship marketing person, and he was a referral, and he was in Israel at the time. He's American, but he, he's, his family's in Israel, and he was in Israel when I talked to him the first time, and we chatted, and then I had him on my podcast, and the same thing happened to me. I saw on his LinkedIn profile, something about basketball. And then we instantly bonded because of it. So yep. my story is this, I was married to a high school teacher who was a basketball coach for 30 years and basketball was his passion still is along came our daughter who became a, she's an athlete and she became a basketball player and he coached her in high school. And when we were in, when she was in high school, I mean, we, you know, we were the ultimate, you know, parent, athletic student parents. We were at every game of every sport she was in, but basketball was her number one sport. And I knew a lot of people in that community and I was never a player. Well, I was, but not like a real serious player. And anyway, I was looking for a way that I could participate and give back and do something for that basketball community because my husband had done so much and helped so many kids. So um, that's how I got onto the basketball BC, which is the provincial or like a state um, board, I guess, for, um, for that sport. And so, uh, yeah, I became a board member for a few years and then I've still been in touch. And so, you know, we did a lot of um, things around provincial teams and and policies policies and procedures and we used to have an event every year for the hall of fame uh, for the people that they put into the basketball hall of fame and i loved doing events so that became my thing for about three four years where i created and and did that event and do you know who steve nash is oh yeah so Steve Nash is from Victoria, actually. Oh, yeah. um, yep. So he, we put him into the Hall of Fame and, as, uh, a few years ago and several other amazing people. But anyway, so that's what that's all about. Yeah, that's he, awesome. He, he got the job as the Brooklyn Nets head coach, and more people figured he'd have bought a European soccer team before he would be a basketball coach because yeah. everybody knows Steve Nash, Hall of Famer, two-time MVP, huge soccer fan. Well, his everybody brother's a soccer followed. player, right? Yeah. His brother is a yeah. soccer player. But everybody yeah. who ever followed him in the NBA knew yeah. that the dude was diehard soccer. So. Well, that's cool. You know, here's another little story about that. So when my husband was uh, early on, when he was 
coaching. He was one for one year. He was the president of the BC High School Boys Basketball Association, and uh, the you know they'd have the the provincial tournaments every year and the quad A and the triple A and the double A teams and all the high school team boys and girls separately, but they would have this tournament every year. And also they were the governing body of high school boys basketball. Well, the year that my husband was president, a complaint came to the board that this kid in Victoria was trading, changing schools in from in grade 11 and wanted to play 11th grade and wanted to play basketball and he wasn't allowed to because it was against the rules and that was Steve Nash so my <laughs> husband had to tell him he couldn't play that year yeah. I'm glad he didn't stunt his growth into the NBA yeah, right. all the didn't hurt him much did it yeah so there you go so, so wait, are you a basketball? You're you follow what's going on now? Like, oh, are you, oh just yeah. a big sports fan. Mike yep. is a Have sports been. junkie. Well, of course, because you were in that industry. I know yep. that. That's right. But yep. who's your team? Who's your basketball team? I don't really have one. Uh, I grew up a Celtics fan just because back in the day, nobody was on TV. Speaking of the early days, uh, I just enjoy the athletic. Actually, the older I get, the more I enjoy the rivalries. And the stuff well, off the court. The, that's yeah. more the college, right? The oh, college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, no, I'm just a big sports fan. And again, we don't, I don't meet many people that are on a Hall of Fame committee for anything. <laughs> so I thought, okay, that's worth a question. Well, that's cool. Yep. I appreciate that. Are you, are you a big hockey fan? No, I hate hockey. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it that out. Okay, Janice. Yeah. Okay. I like football. I like basketball. And those are probably the two. And tennis. I like tennis. And my husband's a golfer, so I end up having to watch. Golf is so boring to watch on TV. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's a good napping napping time. <laughs> just put on some golf and just take a nice snooze. So, Janice, what would you say is the biggest hurdle that you've overcome as a small business owner? Hmm, great question. I think I'm still trying to get over that hurdle, to be honest, because I think the biggest hurdle is mm, the biggest hurdle. It's probably the, the, um, the part of your business that's the operations, the budgets, the numbers, all of that, because mm -hmm. I'm not a numbers person. So being aware of, of, you know, where you are and where you need to be. And I think I, I did have somebody help me with that a few years ago, and it did make a difference. You got to pay attention to the numbers because I'm a people person. I'm not a numbers person. Mm -hmm. So I think that and then trying to stay focused. And then the third thing, which I'm still working on, is being able to um, delegate and give up some things that I don't like doing. It's That's the hardest thing. Yeah, del delegation is... We're Man. just talking about that on the previous podcast with uh, a sm another small business owner, obviously. And Trinity was saying that as a small business owner, especially starting out, you got to give up something. Yeah, okay. I know it's, it's very hard. I have to say though, too, that, you know, I was a teacher in my first life and then corporate trainer. And even as a corporate trainer, uh, the, um, the scheduler in our department would book the, the jobs for us and we'd just go and do the training and that was fine. And then we'd get another job at another day, another time, another company. But I never really knew how to run a business because I'd been a teacher mm -hmm. and I, I didn't have any background in, in business. So I had to figure it all out the hard way. And it's a lot of trial and error. 
And, uh, and I think that, um, having a business coach is probably a really good thing <laughs> for people like me. And when you come from something like that, you don't know what the pillars are that you should be thinking about, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like for, for us, um, I'm all about outsourcing and asking for help. Like I would never want to do my own books or, my own accounting <laughs> and right now my accountants really my cpa is pretty pissed at me because we, we heard that today, <laughs> coming up on a big deadline and he's like trinity but yeah i'm i'm not um that's not the most urgent thing so it just gets a little pushed to the side sorry yeah. ryan um but you're right it you really have to be able to delegate and to to be able to elevate yourself to that next level and um, that's something that I struggle with because I like to have control of everything that I'm doing. Hello. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. I knew you did like each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the opposite side of the coin, what would you say has been your greatest accomplishment so far? Apart from my granddaughter, you mean? Oh, there, yes. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, probably getting my podcast off the ground because the first time I started it, um, I started to uh, learn about how to podcast and whatever. I knew I would enjoy it, but I, I never quite made it happen. I was afraid. There was something about it like, well, it was also it was also an investment in myself and that I wasn't probably ready to do it the first time. But then a year later, and Michelle came back into my life again and said, Janice, let's do this. And it felt better. It felt time. And now I love it. I love doing it. And I so enjoy um, interviewing people that, uh, for me, that was a huge accomplishment to make that happen. That's awesome. What was the, the kind of defining moment when you were like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I can't remember, to be honest. I think it's just, you get me on a good day and I, you know, I said, okay, let's do this. I don't know. I mean, it might've been just timing wise. Maybe I was able to, um, take on that that investment because I don't do my own producing you don't do your own producing right somebody does it for you so um that was huge because I didn't want to have to do that I didn't want to learn how to edit and so on and so forth so yeah we're pretty blessed we're we're sitting here in purple yep. comma studio and yeah, like Mike said I love it we show up we sit down we record <laughs> And then somehow this man magically gets it to appear on the internet and <laughs> great, right? Yeah. We are somewhere in the midst of the arc of COVID. We have no idea if we're in the middle, near the end, no idea. Uh, are you, have you seen some clever ways of people getting together, building relationships when they, if, since they can't leave the house and can't travel go to conventions, any, any tips or thoughts we can share with some people? Really? I just live on zoom 10 hours a day. Yeah, I mean, I know. <laughs> you know, basically my eyes are hurting at the end of the day. Um, I did come across something new though, that just seems to be surfacing on LinkedIn. And it's the third time in a different way that this has come to my attention recently. And you may have heard of this already. I don't know, but it's called LinkedIn pods. Have you heard oh, of it? No. Okay, so I, I was first introduced to it 
by a guy from Australia and he's creating a business out of it and charging people. But now I'm seeing people doing this on their own. And I just got invited to one today by someone I interviewed on my podcast. And basically what it is, is the opportunity to build some uh, more reach for your uh, content that you put out there on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. by having a group of people that you each comment and engage and share each other's uh, posts or Mm -hmm. articles or whatever, because them. And so you do this on a consistent basis. And by doing so it's the algorithm seems to like it. So it's showing your post or LinkedIn is showing your post or your article to more people based on that. Is that kind of like a Facebook group you think? No, it's not. It's, it's like not it's like a bunch of whales getting together and helping each other. Yeah. That's all I can think um, of. It's, Where did it's that like, come from? Because a, a group of whales is called a pod. Oh, I yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here with me. <laughs> um, I will show you, Mike. Um, it's it's basically what it is. Is it's a group chat, okay? That happens on LinkedIn. Um, or you go, at least the one that I'm just talking about today. And it's hard to keep track in a group chat, actually, of who's saying what to whom. But it's about post your latest podcast, for example, and then all these other people will go comment and share and, and comment. Gotcha. That, okay. I think that's a great, I mean, it's kind of like I a would, think tank. Yeah. Uh, and it's agreeing to market for each other. Exactly. Oh, that's but pretty good. To, that's pretty I genius. I think you have to have a limit to the number of people that it can work with because otherwise you'd be spending way too much time. So right. I'm just going to test okay. it out for a while. See. Well, that's awesome. Well, Janice, if somebody wants to get a hold of you because they're just fumbling through their relationships and they need an expert in their corner, how could they reach you? Um, well, thanks for asking. They can reach me on my website at JanicePorter.com. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. So it's all the LinkedIn stuff slash Janice Porter. They should be able to find me. And by all means, if your audience does reach out to me on LinkedIn, make sure they let me know that they found me on your podcast because I'd love to make sure that um, gets Ooh, That'd be nice. Yeah. And they can check out my podcast at Relationships Rule. It's on all of the platforms. And um, I'm on Facebook. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. I'm super oh, excited. You. We're, we're podcast junkies. Yes. Yeah. Scott and I are. I, yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. So thank you for that. Awesome. Well, and of course, loyal listeners, we love and appreciate you. And we would like if you would share us, subscribe to us, rate, review. Mike's looking at me because I always mess this part up. But, you know, do all the things that we should that you should do to help support this podcast. And we're also promoting our Seeing 2021 on November 10th, helping set your goals for 2022 because we're tired of COVID. We're going to go make our money back by setting some new goals (laughs) so they can go to wiredtochange.com. And it's on, it is virtual. Mm -hmm. So you can be from anywhere. It'll cost you 49 bucks for three hours and you'll get a ton of info and you'll get us. And that's kind of good. That's worth at least $7 and a quarter. I would pay a whole lot more to hang out with me for three hours. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Well, send me that information, too, so I can share it on. Oh, great. Thank you. We appreciate that. But this, Janice, this has been a blast uh, having you you on and getting to know you a little bit more. And our first Zoom and our first international guest. So now we're a true international podcast. (laughs) There you go. I feel very special. Thank you for that. 
Uh, so anyways, folks, you can catch us on Wired to Change. You can get Janice at JanicePorter.com. And we will see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast. Cut.